You're listening to Coffee Jams. This is your source for tips, tools, and techniques to help you teach. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's a wonderful Saturday morning. I'm good, man. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, man. This is another Saturday. Blessed to be above ground. That's true. That's definitely true. I'm not sure what the weather's going to do today. I haven't looked at the weather report, but hopefully the sun comes out and we can enjoy the last few Saturdays before the school year starts. (laughs) Last few Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it. Or is this the last one? This is this is officially the last Saturday of summer for me. Oh wow! I think, yeah, yeah, because we start um, we start on Wednesday with uh, staff PD. When do you when do you guys start? Um, so we start on Monday. Start on Monday. All right. So before we get too deep into the challenges of starting a new school year, I'm Torian. <laughs> Uh, I'm an instructional coach. I work in Baltimore City Schools. I support teachers um, with math instruction. And my name is Anthony Batts. Uh, I teach English in Montgomery County Public Schools. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an education leader in all aspects of the word. Uh, decided to step back into the classroom this year just to, you know, regain my passion for teaching. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're just talking about uh, our, our back to school schedule. So let's see for us on Wednesday is when uh, we are starting back with uh, teachers and we're going to have eight days of professional development. And our kids are going to come back on September the 8th because Labor Day is late this year. What, what are you guys doing? So uh, we have pre-service week on Monday. Uh, this upcoming Monday. That's why this is my last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got a, a nice little date coming up with my wife, so I'm, I'm oh, excited awesome. about that to close out the summer. That's cool. But we have pre-service all next week, um, and then the following week is the first day back for students. Got it, got it, got it. So you guys are starting August 31st as the first day back, so you guys only get yes, five days of officially. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So as you're gearing up for the next five days, what are you looking forward to the most in terms of, of professional development, training, opportunities, you know, for upcoming years? Um, great question. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing my colleagues once again, um, you know, just having that conversation about the kids and how we plan to attack this school year. Like, this school year is new for everybody. So yeah. uh, just to pick everyone's brain, just to see how we're going to approach this school year together, that's number one. Number two, I'm actually looking forward to diving into the curriculum and expectations of the leadership staff. So, essentially, I want to I want to know if you know they expect us to stay with the pace and guide as we did last last year. Got it. You know, and, and if not, then then what's the expectation? Got because it. again, it's all about preparing our students for the future. So I want to make sure I'm doing that. You yeah. Know? I think that a lot of school districts are still in the weeds in terms of identifying those sort of um, expectations for teachers, um, yep. especially as we are still identifying gaps in equity in terms of just students being able to get onto the Internet. You know, I know yeah. that our school district, Baltimore City, is still um, trying to get uh, hotspots to families and to students yep. who may not have Internet access. So there are still a lot of uh, nuances that need to be need to be worked out 
I think for me this week upcoming, um, what are my expectations or hopes in terms of professional development? I, I am excited about seeing the staff again. I, as the, Although I am on the leadership team in my school building, it's been like five of us working extremely hard to get things ready. I'm excited to see the teachers that I haven't seen since March, you know, yeah. and yeah. Zoom, you know, we're still going to be on Zoom. We're still going to be virtual, but it still will be nice to just connect with them. Uh, I sent a late night text message to one of my new teachers from last year, just because I haven't reached out to her all summer and I felt kind of yep. bad. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want the first time we talked to each other to be um, MPD. Uh, so I was like, you know, hey, sorry, this is a super late message. It was a text message. It was like 1030. Um, but I was like, hey, like, I hope you're having a really good summer and you're excited about coming back to school next week. <laughs> you said the 1030 on Friday? I did. I, I did. <laughs> I mean, luckily, we have this sort of relationship um, where... I don't think she took it like she didn't take it personal and she didn't respond yeah. to the next day, which I didn't expect. I wasn't expecting yeah, exactly. her to. So exactly. one of the things that I have sort of established with my teacher teams is um, don't hesitate to text me. Know that I may not respond right away, but I would Absolutely. much rather you get the idea out of your head and let me know that you have a concern or an issue. Yeah. And just know that I'm a parent. I'm a husband. I have a five year old. I have other responsibilities, so I may not respond immediately but yep. i am going to get back to you so that's sort of the culture that i'm trying to get them um to understand so when she didn't respond right away i wasn't in my feelings about it you know because yeah. she was probably asleep because i but mean it's friday yeah. it's right it's yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so but she did respond um and she was like she was super excited that i, I had even reached out to her um and yep. excited about doing the work again um this upcoming year so that was Man, a i definitely I definitely want to applaud new teachers. Uh, you know, this isn't the first year or this isn't the first, you know, ideal experience that you expect to have. But, yeah. man, is it going to build up, you know, their personality and teacher endurance down the road? Right? Exactly. Exactly. I think that I'm excited for new teachers to come into this this atmosphere of of learning virtually. I think one of the things that new teachers will benefit from I mean, I, I'm going to go with it as a benefit is mm -hmm. they can spend the year really thinking about how to maximize their instructional strategies yep. without having to I deal agree. with classroom management. Right. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, just think 1, about the, Think about the number of teachers who won't have to deal with asking a kid <laughs> to sit in the seat a thousand times. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, now, kids now, walking in without uniforms. Exactly. And, oh, you know goodness. what? You, you're at home. So, you don't, you know. <laughs> As long as you're appropriately dressed for the camera or just turn your camera off. I think that teachers in this new atmosphere are going to be just really excited about not having to deal with classroom management issues and really being able to use the cold calling strategies and techniques that they've been taught in their pre-service training um, without the, yeah, without the, not the headache, but without having to tell a kid to sit down a hundred times. Exactly. More so like they can focus on the education part rather than, uh, you know, the, the logistics of a classroom. Almost, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What, what else do you think teachers, especially the new service teachers might benefit from in this, this new wave of teaching? Ooh. Um, one thing I would say they will benefit from is definitely communication. Mm. Um, this is going to be a time where they're going to have to be actively communicating with everybody on their team, mm. you know, especially with parents. I mm -hmm. think that, um, one of the most important aspects is building that relationship with parents and students. Mm. Um, you know, honestly speaking, my first few years of teaching, I was afraid to call parents. Wow. You know, 
And that fifth year when I really start calling parents, and, you know, for positive and, and negative purposes, um, I really got an opportunity to see the benefit of, you know, building that relationship and, you mm-hmm. know, just vocalizing your expectations to parents and students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was just, you know, my stigma. I love to talk in front of kids, but for some reason, I don't like to pick up the phone. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that communication is key, mm-hmm. especially for new teachers. Um, I think that organization, you know, they'll have to, you know, really work on that, especially if you're using, you know, the Google platform or Canvas. You know, we talked about that earlier on in the week, yeah. but it really gives new teachers uh, a strategy to, I know, keep things organized and save them for next school year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think? So one of the things that so we had a question in the chat, which is how should the camera situation be addressed? And that's that's a that's a hot topic uh, for me um, because I am not a proponent of your camera has to be on twenty four seven. I think that during SEL activities, it's great to see each other. So there okay. are going to be times when SEL you will um, need to see each other, right? Yeah. Um, but besides that, I don't think that it's necess- necessary to have cameras on the whole time. Like, I've, I've really, I have to, um, <laughs> I'm frustrated <laughs> just by, just thinking about it. There was a school in, um, in my school district that, that sent home, um, not the one I work in, in the one I live in, um, uh-huh. that sent notifications saying that kids have to be in uniform for oh yeah yeah for their in-person for their face-to-face instruction and if they don't have on a uniform then they're going to get online detention i'm like yeah, how do you enforce crazy. on I, i'm just going to turn my computer off then what you going to do right yeah. um so then that's that's not really helpful for you know building positive relationships if if students aren't um wearing a uniform online i as as adults right especially yeah. in this in this covid environment where let's be honest no one's going to the barbershop or the hair salon as often as they would like <laughs> or really uh, i'm gonna be honest y'all shouldn't be going it, uh, that often covid is still real right yeah, so exactly right so I, i'm like um my son has a buzz cut because i just took the clippers to his <laughs> head i had to do something right <laughs> So he doesn't have a lineup right now because I I'm not messing that up right so yeah I, I I feel like will students have the self confidence to be on camera for a, a, the activities that don't really require them to be on camera but teachers want them just to be on camera right um, so I think that we have to take a a hard look at our our camera ex on camera expectations yep controlling and policing students or are they really for engagement yeah yeah um you know i've talked to a few teachers and some of my teacher colleagues are saying that they're expected to you know they teach hour-long classes Mm -hmm. and they are expected to you know keep their camera on for 45 minutes so i mean i don't don't know i don't i'm really indifferent about that Mm mm-hmm uh, you know, bring your son over here. I give him a haircut. If you <laughs> Yo, we on the way right now. Go put your shoes on. We leaving. <laughs> you um, know, I'll hold you down. That's the least I could do. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, uh, just looking back at the comments, I agree that uh, one of the things, and I said it in a uh, interview panel I did a couple of weeks ago, is that communication is key. And going back to what you said earlier, yeah. um, our first year teachers have to be bold enough to just step out there and just you know, make the phone call to parents. Um, 
and and just start like just start the conversation and just do it yeah and, exactly. and just do it i think that parents are going to be um excited about hearing from teachers at the beginning of the school year especially mm -hmm. when their that communication is not predicated on classroom management behaviors right exactly so exactly. i think a lot of our parents um some of them have been conditioned to the teacher only calls when something's wrong so if you start the school year off by just having that initial conversation and yep. letting at least the first three or four conversations with parents being just positive and being just hey just wanted to check in with you guys to see how things are going not yeah. oh your son didn't or your daughter didn't do something like don't exactly. don't make those phone calls until like exactly. october <laughs> yeah because you're already, you're already starting off on the wrong foot I mean, exactly you, know, you don't you don't want to be looked upon as you know the negative teacher or, or the hard teacher you mm -hmm. know so I think definitely uh, wait to have that conversation um, in in October. So one of the things, just thinking about all of the things that I'm excited about with this upcoming week of professional development and, and getting back in the classroom or, or getting back into Zoom, I think yeah. I'm excited about the kids seeing each other again too. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think that they are going to really benefit from also just getting back into education. I think some of the kids have really missed learning and like authentically learning because they have um, been just stuck in the house. So they're going to miss, you know, teachers asking them questions and opportunities to show off their brilliance and, and their smarts. So I, I think that that's one of the things that I'm really excited about um, coming yeah, up to this next um, week. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see, you know, the students interact with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I really look forward to, you know, utilizing the breakout session, uh, especially with student discovery. Like, I think that kids get more out of education when they can collaborate with each other and yeah. show the teacher that, hey, this is what I know. Yeah. And this is why it applies to everyday life. I was talking to one of my neighbors and he, he talked to me about uh, how his four-year-old really, really needed structure. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes as a teacher, we might think that uh, a lot of students are bucking the system just because they don't want to listen or they don't want to pay attention or follow your directions. But mm -hmm. kids need structure because, you know, subconsciously, this is how they're building up their character down the road. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the structure piece that I'm, I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to just seeing how students interact together, because not a lot of people understand that. You know, uh, the social aspects of education plays a huge role for student development. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. Um, what do you think are going to be some of the biggest challenges we have to overcome in the next uh, few weeks? Not all of them. Like, give me like your top. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I don't need the whole list. Long list. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me like your top two things you think um, we're going to uh, be challenged about going into virtual learning. Uh. I think the number one thing that we're going to be challenged with is just the, the idea of the technical difficulties, right? Uh, I mean, the expectation is that, well, what, what a lot of people expect is that every student should have internet in their home. Mm -hmm. But that's just, honestly, that's not the case for 100% of our students, Yeah, right? That's number one. You know, in technology, it also fails. It updates uh, in the in the worst times, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to turn in that one last paper at 11.59, exactly. your computer just decides <laughs> to update at 11.45, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just just planning ahead for 
the difficulties that may arise with technology. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm really, really worried about um, plagiarism and cheating. Really? Yes. So I say that because, you know, as an English teacher, we got to we gotta do a lot of things with uh, reading, writing, um, answering comprehension questions, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm afraid of plagiarism is because I think that it, it robs a student from actually learning, right? Mm. I can care less about grades, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that my students are actually getting something out of the assignment that I give them. Got it. Right? Yeah. So if I'm telling you to, I guess, write an argumentative paper, mm-hmm. right? And I, I check through turning in, everything turns out okay. Mm-hmm. But then if I give you another argumentative topic to write about, mm-hmm. can you still perform on the same high level as you did yeah. before, um, you know, that's just skills that y- you're robbing yourself of down the road. So yeah. I'm, I'm really, really scared of plagiarism. I, yeah. You know, that's interesting. I didn't even, so the, the awesome thing is that we are in two different grade bands. So you yep. work in high school. I work with primary, uh, you teach English. <laughs> I teach math. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, and, oh, wow. and, in math, there isn't as much plagiarism because, there is only one okay there's not always one way to get to get an answer but oftentimes our explanations are going to sound very much the same of course they shouldn't always be word for word but they're you know two plus two equals four i don't know how many other ways you can say (laughs) that right (laughs) especially like in first grade (laughs) um that's, that's interesting. So do you are there any um, are there any strategies that you are thinking about implementing that will um, help um, reduce potential plagiarism for the upcoming year? Um, honestly, I think that um, it'll be up to me, like in order to catch plagiarism and, you know, take on that beast head on, I'm going to have to do a lot of the the bulk to actually sift through, you know, what is correct, what is not correct, and and call students up to say, hey, it looks like you copied so-and-so. You know, you need to prove to me how Mm. or prove to me, like, why you didn't. You know, I don't want to already assume that students are, are, you know, guilty until proven innocent. But I think that I need to uh, do my due diligence, actually read through, sift through, and, you know, um, on Google, it's a function where you can see last editing. If they copy and paste everything in one minute, Mm, then no, uh, you're going to have to, you know, redo this assignment. Yeah. Yeah. One of the (laughs) things... Something's going to have to give. Yeah. One of the things that I was excited about I'm not going to go down this long road because it's unnecessary and just take my blood pressure up. But one of the things that I was excited about switching from Google Classroom to Blackboard is Blackboard has um, Turnitin built into it. So okay. I'm not sure if Canvas has it like a, as a built-in functionality, but Blackboard already Blackboard would do a um, a plagiarism check on like every written assignment that a kid turned in, which I think will be great for the high schoolers. Um, I don't know if Google Classroom has those sort of add-ons. I'm sure they do somewhere um, that kids could, that a teacher could automatically get a plagiarism check. If anybody in the chat knows, you know, just drop a comment um, so that we can, we can clarify that. But I do think that, um, and as someone else pointed out too, what about the, what about the parents who do the work for kids too? I think that, I think there's oh, going to be yeah, a lot of that, yeah. even as we think about yeah. all the assessments that we have going on. And we're going to try to stay positive, right? Yeah. Um, 
we are uh we got to make sure that that parents understand <laughs> that we need their kids to do the work i'm laughing because somebody asked me if i was yeah, a blackboard sales the rep i'm not a blackboard sales rep but what i am is a proponent of using the tools that we've paid for and my <laughs> district paid for blackboard and we've had blackboard for years and i'm trying to get off the soapbox of this um but my district has paid for blackboard maybe i should be hey you guys reach yeah, out to blackboard reach let out them blackboard. know that um i've been boosting uh sales for them for the last two months no i'm not a rep for blackboard but i do think that blackboard has the tools and functionality that google classroom just doesn't and it's not i mean it is a knock to google classroom I, there's no other way to to, <laughs> to describe it it's not intentional right but i think that parents and families need tools that are going to be the easiest for them to to use um yep. someone asked is it what was turning in an additional cost for blackboard and no it wasn't it's not an add-on yep. it's just it's there it's it's okay. a functionality so i think someone said um uh that google classroom does have um the opportunity to do a plagiarism check but um the it has up to like three uses or something like that see blackboard oh. it, blackboard it is free for every assignment that you turn in. So okay. one of the things I, I'd love to make the, the connection to is like folks who have done online learning and have used online learning for like a master's level class or you know any graduate level coursework, yep. and you use platforms like Blackboard and Canvas, think about how easy it was for you to navigate those weekly assignments. And then think yeah. about as a teacher, what it's like having to set up Google Classroom um okay so that is um the differences are are monumental when you think about um when you think about you know the strategies the things that are in place in blackboard there aren't in google classroom and i think it'd be so much easier to say to a family okay on the left hand side click on week one go through all the tasks in week one and then go to week two and go through yeah. all the tasks in week two. Google doesn't have that hierarchy. See, you guys done got me started on a whole tangent that I didn't even <laughs> want to go down today. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just think, uh, well, since we used Google emails last year also, yeah. I just think that Google Classroom and, and Google Platform is just seamless with one another, you know? Mm. I mean, like, you know, you might not be able to, I guess, create weeks as if it was in Blackboard, but what yeah. you can do in Google Classroom is that you can create different tabs. So, for example, last year, I would create weekly homework calendars, right? Mm, okay. So, I had a classwork calendar, had mm -hmm. a, a classwork uh, tab, had mm -hmm. a homework tab, had an um, announcements tab, and a uh, weekly homework calendar tab. Mm -hmm. So, you can create those tabs in the, in the side, but, I mean... Again, a student will actively have to click on that tab, mm -hmm. then scroll down mm -hmm. and, you know, then find the next resource. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. So we're going to get off yeah. of that, that <laughs> Blackboard. So one of the things that so outside of Blackboard, I think one of the biggest the other biggest challenges for families is going to be knowing where to go for what. So oh, yeah. yep. like Zoom is where you go for your live face-to-face -face instruction and Blackboard, I'm sorry, not Blackboard, Google Classroom and Seesaw, because my district is using two, is where you're <laughs> going to go for your assignments. And then Clever is where you go first because that's where you're going to access all the other platforms that, that we're using. It's it's a lot of platforms that, um, that we're using um, for 
our instruction this year. I, I was in the Twitter chat this morning and I listed, I think it's about 10 different platforms that we're using. Oh, wow. So we're using Cleverts as our single service sign-on, Seesaw, Google Classroom for your assignments, Zoom for your actual live face-to-face -face instruction, Class Dojo for school-wide announcements, Eureka, mm -hmm. Affirm, Equip, NSYNC, and the Wit and Wisdom comparisons for your actual like content. That's that's that's, that's heavy. Lot. That's a that's lot. That's a lot, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I think uh what what they told us to they told us not to use Google Classroom. Really? So we actually yeah, we have to use Canvas and yeah, that's the platform that we're going to go with this school year. Um I like the idea to to create Google Meets and mm -hmm. Google Hangouts, but again, I don't think that uh a lot of school districts have, you know, the capability to control what goes on there, you know, right. versus zoom. You got to have a zoom password. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still learning about canvas, uh, just because I don't have a lot of experience with that. Got it. But, um, I'm looking forward to learning it and you know, yeah. if not, then, you know, I'll, I'll be sending out a lot of emails. Exactly. <laughs> Asking for, I think that, uh, a lot of emails out. one of the things that everyone has to, everyone has to agree on like there's no if ands or buts about this next statement is that everyone is in in uncharted waters right now in yeah. terms of trying to set up what we think is best for students and families and we have to really rely on each other to do uh -huh. what's best to get kids to move to get them towards achieving their goals meeting standards and just being you know um engaged and yeah i think that i'm gonna say this and this is the last thing i'm gonna say it's not the last <laughs> thing but i'm gonna just say it anyway um I, I want us to institute a 30-day rule on new tools right okay so like no one is allowed to share a new tool or a platform or an app until you have used it for 30 days exactly. in your classroom and then like after it. you've used it for 30 days then you can share because I remember like in the springtime, it was, oh, did you try this or did you try this? Oh, wait, there's also this tool. And then we would use yeah. and be like, uh, it doesn't really work. Oh, I didn't know it didn't work. Someone else told me yeah. to try it, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. unless you've used it for 30 days straight, don't mention it. So exactly. I like it. Yeah. All right. So it's it's about that time. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, joining us today. Uh, we are going to be uploading this podcast copy to our copy jams podcast and if you have yeah, not checked it absolutely. out um you can visit www.open-academy.org to find all the podcast um, links and articles that have been written um and then this is uh again going to be posted uh with other fresh new content if you guys have any questions you can definitely send us a tweet or a message and we will be in sure to include it in our next discussion but absolutely thanks guys we appreciate you guys have a great have a great weekend whatever's left of it and good luck with mm -hmm. pd upcoming this week all right yes, guys indeed. take it easy peace